Digital. Student-centred. Creative. Innovation. Imagination. Initiative. Stories that matter. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this episode of Tales of Teaching Online. My name is Laura Tubino, and today I'm joined by Adam Cardellini from the School of Life and Environmental Sciences. Adam is going to talk to us about his experience using the artificial intelligence-powered automated feedback tool from Feedback Fruits. I'll just give you a quick introduction of this tool before we start chatting with Adam. Feedback Fruits is an edtech company based in the Netherlands that develops educational tools. Deakin University has partnered with Feedback Fruits to further develop their latest tool, which uses artificial intelligence to provide students with immediate automated feedback on low-level features of academic writing. So these are features such as grammar, referencing, and structure, so that the teaching staff can focus on providing feedback on more complex aspects of the tasks. And Adam has been part of the first group of academics piloting this tool at Deakin. Hello, Adam. Would you like to start by telling us a little bit about yourself and the unit you teach? Yeah, good day. Um, so I am a lecturer at Deakin University and I um, have a particular interest in online learning and using online platforms and tools to improve students' experiences in their learning. Um, I've done a fair bit in that space and um, I've got a couple of units where I try to test out tools and new ways of trying to help and support students. Um, so one of those units is uh, the Science and Society, um, a unit which sort of focuses on the history, philosophy and connection um, between science and um, society and the way that science is integrated into society um, and how they influence each other, how science influences society and how society influences science. And um, in that unit, there's a couple of uh, uh, assignments, written assignments. And um, I thought that the tool that Laura is, we're going to talk about today was going to be a useful, um, useful thing to help have students have access to. Excellent. Thank you. Um, that is that is actually correct. This is not the first time that you have been using Feedback Fruits. I think you have all also trialed some of the other tools that they have prepared, such as the peer feedback one. Um, what um, features of the assessment? So can you maybe tell us a little bit more about the assessments that um, you trial this tool on, this automated feedback tool on? Yeah, so the assessments um, are a fairly open-ended uh, assessment for students. They they need to basically provide evidence that they've achieved the um, learning outcomes. That's one. That's one of the assessments. And um, one of the that's one of the assessments that the tool was used on. And that students can submit any type of assessment for that really, any type of evidence. It could be um, written, which is the main one. Most students default to sort of an essay style uh, response. Um, there's you know video and and infographics and all sorts of stuff. Students can do whatever they want, really. But it's mostly essay. So it was used in that that one. And the structure of those essays really depends on what the, the student is trying to, um, to get across. So there's no really structured, has to have these sections and, and do these sorts of things. So it's a fairly um, open written format that they have to respond in. There's also a, um, and, and just to say, that's more of an academic um, writing style as well. 
Then there's a, a second assignment, which is they need to write on a controversial topic in science and society. Um, and it needs to be in the style of a um, popular science article, for instance, something that you might find in the conversation or something like that. And that one um, needs to be a little bit uh, more accessible, less academic writing and more um, more accessible to a wider audience. So it's a little bit more um, simpler writing, uh, but which can be more difficult for students to pull off. And it, uh, again, mostly just a written, a written piece um, and, again, can be flexible in terms of whether they put subheadings or not in and all that sort of jazz. Uh, so both, both pieces, I thought, worked well for trialling the AI tool, which is taking a written um, document and trying to provide feedback on the writing in those, um, in those documents. So can I ask you further on that? So what problem did you feel this tool could solve in those assessments? Yeah, so I have a, you know, this year I had, I think, 210 students and previous years it's anywhere between 200 and 250. Um, so I have, I have fairly big cohorts and it's just not possible to get, like, provide um, uh, formative feedback on, the student, on all of students' work uh, before they submit. Uh, yeah, there's there's just too too much of it, and we don't get the we don't get the time to do that, um, unfortunately. Um, but you know, a lot of students struggle with with writing, and they they maybe do it at last minute and um, don't pick up on on certain issues. Um, and I think that that formative feedback before someone's going to spit basically to prompt and support editing is um, really important because, you know, as, as they say, writing happens during the editing. So I thought that this tool, if it can take a student's piece of work and provide a little bit of that feedback um, to prompt students to think again about their writing and have another go over it, you know, second, maybe third, third draft even, rather than them just um, submitting something <laughs> off the cuff that they haven't really had a chance to look over critically um, and edit. Uh, I, I thought that this tool might be useful for that, providing a little bit of that formative feedback um, and prompting them to, to work on their, their editing their work before submission. That sounds like a great approach. And um, knowing our students and how they work uh, very close to the deadlines, yep. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about how you supported this process, if you did so in any way, and how did you, um, you know, how, what kind of guidelines did you provide students to use it? Yeah, so it, it, this this first time that I that I implemented it, um, it was fairly uh, loose, and it, what there wasn't really much um, direction. It was basically um, early on. I sort of mentioned the tool to them. I uh, I introduced it in a seminar, and sort of highlighted the benefits, the possible benefits, and then um, when they were getting closer to an assignment due date, um, I would 
prompt them and say, hey, remember that you've got access to this tool. It'd be great if you gave it a go, um, have a look at it and see if it can help you. Uh, but I certainly didn't require them to use the tool. Um, and you know, some students chose to use it and use it multiple times, uh, uh, but the majority of students didn't use it. And I think, I think that's because, as you say, Laura, they do um, go to the deadline and, and maybe uh, they were, yeah, they just didn't factor in that time that it would take to use it and um, benefit from the tool. So, yeah, not a lot of not a lot of um, setup really from my end or or uh, requirements on the students. Just more of a have a look. It's there for you to use if you like, um, and uh, let us know how you go with it. Mm -hmm. So, how do you feel? It went so how do, do you do you feel it actually added value to the students using it what what did you feel the outcome was of using this tool yeah so after students had um put in some of the documents and like I, I was having a look through some of the feedback that they got um i think i think you know the tool is still in development um and there's there's plenty of kinks and and things to um work out um uh, but the fact that students submitted multiple times to the tool um, suggests that it, it might have been working well or been useful to them. Um, there were a few a few students where there was an issue they couldn't upload, um, which I think was maybe a bit frustrating for them because they would they would email me about it. Um, but I think I think um, I can't really say much about whether it it significantly added value because I haven't done that um, analysis. But I, I can say I don't think it detracts anything and it's there um, It's there if students want it and needed it. And certainly some did. They felt like they needed it and wanted it and used it. Um, so I, I don't think there was any loss at all in using it. And for those students who did use it, they, they, um, the indication is that they gained something because they were um, submitting multiple documents to to the piece. Oh, that's wonderful. Excellent, uh, Adam. And if if there are other academics who are thinking about using uh, this tool, what advice would you give to them? Yeah, I'd say um, go in knowing that it is a, in sort of testing phase and there's some things that are working and, and some things are, that are not. Um, there are certain, certain um, criteria on there that it tests that it does well and better at than others uh, and they're improving it all the time um, so at, at this point I would say that um, go in thinking of this as a an additional sort of um, tool that supports one aspect of students um, uh, learning and and one aspect of their um, submission of assignments and work on assignments but I, I certainly don't think it replaces if you're already providing feedback um, sort of from from a teacher's perspective, um, individual feedback, then it certainly does not replace that um, and it shouldn't, but it can provide an additional opportunity for students to highlight some things that they might be having trouble with. Um, and yeah, that's the way I approached it and I think I will approach it into the future until um, the tool itself and the AI gets a little bit cleverer to uh, and and can pick up on some 
some of the um, nuances in the student's writing. Oh, that sounds uh, like really good advice. Thanks, Adam. And do you have anything else that you would like to add in terms of uh, the use of AI in teaching? Yeah, I, I suppose, uh, and this comes from sort of more wide conversations that I have with, I've got a good friend who's an AI, uh, an AI researcher, machine learning. Um, and there's been a lot of promises from AI over, you know, 50 years, 70 years, like, and there's been, there's meant to have been some revolutions um, brought about by AI. I think we're into our third AI hype cycle. Um, so what I would suggest is that just just um, don't don't expect too much from AI. It it can do some really good things, and it's really good at certain things, like um, image recognition, for for instance. Um, but AI does not solve all our problems, and there's certain problems that are quite difficult for it to solve. So don't expect um, the solution to be to be worked out overnight or over a year or over a couple of years um, or ever necessarily. Um, the things are being worked on and this is a this is a pretty good tool and it can certainly help students. But just don't don't expect too much out of it just yet. I would I would just say, you know, um, be be reasonable in your expectations. Thanks, Sam. I think that's a really, really good point because uh, some people think that AI will be able to replace uh, teaching stuff and we know that's impossible. And in fact, I think this tool uh, has that very clear and that is the reason why it supports the low-level feedback so that um, teaching staff can actually focus on, on the thing that only they can do, which is uh, working on that high-order level. So that's a very, very interesting observation. Thank you for that. And thank you for joining us today and sharing your experience in this innovative project. No worries. Have a good day, Adam. Yeah, you too. Bye.